This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 Friday afternoon, April 29th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. A report from a national organization of civil engineers gives Illinois' infrastructure a grade of C. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the latest measure of consumer sentiment is out as inflation continues to hit consumers in the wallet. We're joined now by David Jones, chairman of DMJ Advisors, based in Denver, Colorado, author of the book Understanding Central Banking. David, thanks for joining us this afternoon. The Fed's inflation gauge rising 5.2%, their preferred inflation gauge rising 5.2% in March as worker pay, you know, everybody got a raise or most people got a raise, but it continues to fall behind the rate of inflation. Now, a number of analysts, David, have said that we might have hit peak inflation in the month of March. Do you buy that assessment? I do not buy that assessment. Uh, I think inflation is going to continue to pound us uh, through the rest of the year. Um, And I think one of the very important points that um, our market should keep in mind is, uh, particularly the stock market, that the Fed is worried about one big factor, and that is high inflation. Uh, We had a negative economy in the first quarter down 1.4% in terms of real GDP, but um, that looks like that was some special factors, including a huge trade deficit, and uh, we also uh, saw inventory investment pulled down. I think the Fed is going to be worried not about what the economy is doing, but about what inflation is doing, and I think that means tight money and inflation is going to persist. And does this mean that uh, the central bankers could get even more hawkish as the year goes on? That's exactly what I expect. Um, The uh, likelihood, we already have heard the Fed tell us that in the upcoming May policy meeting on May 3rd and 4th, uh, we're going to get a 50 basis point rate hike. But I think we could get another 50 in June and maybe another one in July. Uh, The Fed has said that we're going to move expeditiously to neutral in a federal funds rate, and that's up around 2.4, something like uh, percent, way above the current level of 0.25 to 0.5%. So look for more tightening from the Fed and look for more persisting inflation. Um, I don't see any come down in food prices and... uh, Energy still suffers from the administration's war on fossil fuels. 
And then very quickly, when it comes to uh, when this should have been done to stop this in the first place, uh, was this opportunity uh, last summer when everybody was talking about uh, transitory inflation? And even though we talk about uh, large interest rate hikes this year, it's either do it now or it becomes more onerous if you kick the can into 23 or 24. You hit the nail on the head. The Fed should have been at it long before now. And that's one of the reasons why the Fed has to be so obsessed right now with inflation and with the need to hike interest rates to fight it. One last point, the Fed also has to reduce that huge $9 trillion balance sheet they have. And for every cut in that balance sheet, which is about $95 billion per month starting in May, uh, we can look for liquidity being pulled out of our markets instead of being pumped in, as we saw for so long. Um, that is going to hit the markets very hard as we look ahead through the rest of the year. David Jones, chairman of DMJ Advisors and author of the book Understanding Central Banking. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, a less than complimentary report explores infrastructure in Illinois. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Illinois is being given a grade of C- on an infrastructure report card from a group of civil engineers. The marks are even lower in two key areas. Let's learn more from Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Greg, thanks for joining us today. What are the areas in which Illinois infrastructure is not making the grade? Well, we're not. Frankly, we're not making a grade in anything. If you consider, if you consider, if you consider, how many uh, hours do you have as, as, as the top grade? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, drive right out there. All those potholes he hit there are imaginary, right? Um, but uh, where we're particularly not meeting the grade is is on, uh, on water kinds of issues. Uh, lead pipes, stormwater, in particular. We have a very old system, and the engineers say we really have to put money into that. Unlike things like road and transportation, where there has been an increase uh, significantly in the last couple of years because of the action in the state and at the federal level, that will begin to pay dividends soon. They say that hasn't quite yet, but we ha- they haven't seen that kind of effort in the water area. That seems to be their particular area of concern right now. Back in November, President Biden signed that massive infrastructure bill into law, and Illinois is poised to get billions of dollars to address some of those infrastructure needs. Uh, How far will that go towards addressing some of these letter grades? Um, on the water area, potentially, it's certainly a big stop, a big start. Uh, Senator Duckworth here has been a real advocate on, on, the, on lead and water and, and fixing up the water system. And she tells me, her people tell me, this will provide third, maybe half of what we need, which is certainly better than nothing, but doesn't solve the problem either. So it, uh, uh, if you really want to put the water system in first-class shape, it's going to take a, little, a, a lot more and, and another round of funding. But this will help. And then what about the state's bridges? Because uh, if, if you go through the, those reports from the civil engineers, uh, the, the assessment of bridges in this state and elsewhere, uh, really, they, they raise a couple of eyebrows. Uh, yeah, there have been. We've all heard about collapses of bridges in other states. Fortunately, that hasn't happened here. Uh, That's certainly a visible sign of of deterioration, but but some of the other stuff is just as significant, too. Uh, uh, Street pavements, airport conditions, uh, 
uh, utility distribution uh, waters we talked about, and they're all poured. But bridges are particularly particularly visible because because when 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 they fall down, we all know it creates quite a stink. Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next, shares of Apple dip despite revenue growth in the past quarter. Shares of Apple are down following a report that showed year-over-year revenue growth of nine percent in the first quarter of the year. Let's dig deeper with Angelo Z. Senior Equity Analyst, CFRA Research, based in New York. Angelo, thanks for joining us. Uh, what don't investors like about Apple's first quarter performance? I mean, are they pleased about the past or concerned about the future? Um, I'd say more the the latter, right? So as far as the actual quarter is concerned, I think the, I think investors loved it. I think initially, I mean, we saw the stock pop right after hours. Uh, but you kind of alluded to the 9% growth. The, the expectation was 5% growth, and they essentially beat in every category where it mattered. iPhones, Macs, iPad, and and services were in line. So at the end of the day, the, the actual quarter was great. I think the concern here um, is just more macro-related, um, more you know, more of the factors kind of driving the rest of the market, whether it be the state of the consumer, um, some of the supply constraints out there are concerned. But I actually think they alleviated some of those concerns essentially saying, hey, we expect conditions to improve as we exit the actual quarter. So at the end of the day, I think it's more about the concern of the state of the consumer and the state of the broader economy um, than anything else. And two particular areas of concern for Apple, you touched on that, uh, is uh, the the COVID crisis that it's unfolding in China and their zero COVID policy and the mass shutdowns taking place in big cities, both disrupting uh, Apple's manufacturing operations and clamping down demand for Apple products in China. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, as far as actually the, the demand situation is concerned out in China, they actually held up much better than expected. They grew 3% a year over year. Some people think that's a, a negative, but at the end of the day, um, smartphone sales in China were probably down about 15% in the first quarter. So the fact that they grew there, I, I think, is extremely impressive. But as far as the supply constraints are concerned, you're talking about 4 to $8 billion here in the June quarter. That's about a 9% impact um, at the midpoint of the guidance in terms of product sales alone. And then the other concerns that they highlighted, um, currency is going to be about a, a three percentage point hit. And then the, the paused Russia sale, sales also about 150 basis point hit. So, you know, if we took all those issues away, this would be a company that would likely kind of beat on the top line by north of 10% relative to where expectations were, which kind of tells you um, how well they're actually managing the environment despite some of these issues going on. Apple stock trading at $160.16 per share right now, down about 2% on the day so far. Your recommendation for Apple stock? We continue to have a buy recommendation, a $200 uh, target price on it. But you know that being said, it's all about growing the installed base, which they continue to do. The services growth uh, remains uninterrupted in that addressable market expansion. We see a lot of opportunities ahead. So we like the stock still. Angelo Zeno, Senior Equity Analyst, CFRA Research, based in New York. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, we catch up with the man behind one of the world's largest arcades located in suburban Brookfield. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio. WBBM, an American has been killed while working for a military contractor in Ukraine. The CTA announces the latest leg of a major rehab project involving train stations. In Entrepreneur Friday, we speak with the owner of a suburban business that's jam-packed with classic arcade games. And the once-hot brokerage firm Robinhood has cooled off, and we'll take a look at what's going wrong. WBBM business. The markets are lower. The Dow is down 459 points. The NASDAQ is down 295. The S&P 500 is down 87. Right now in Chicago, 59 degrees under partly sunny skies, topping out at 64. Staying in the 50s along the lakefront, it's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, relatives of a former U.S. Marine say he's been killed fighting along forces in Ukraine. Willie Joseph Cancel is the first U.S. citizen known to have been killed in Ukraine during the fighting with Russia. His mother tells CNN her 22-year-old son was killed Monday while working for a private military contractor. Britain Cancel says she sees her husband as a hero, telling Fox News he went to Ukraine wanting to help people. The State Department could not confirm reports of Cancel's death, nor could the Pentagon, where spokesman John Kirby says while he understands Cancel's altruistic motives, Ukraine is not the place for Americans to go. Sagar Magani, Washington. The CTA is unveiling plans to repair and improve 28 train stations this year. It's part of the agency's ongoing Refresh and Renew initiative, first launched in 2019. The work involves locations on all of the CTA's eight rail lines. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. The markets are in the red. We're joined by Matt Shapiro, president of MWS Capital, based in Chicago. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Uh, the old cliche goes, uh, what goes up must come down, and uh, what went up yesterday appears to be going down right now. Yeah, it's an unfortunate last day of the month, um, you know, last day of the first third of the year. And I think investors are just going to be happy to hit the weekend, uh, you know, and it is very frustrating out there, listeners and investors, to have these, you know, recovery days and then followed by disappointing news today and Amazon and the market's back down again. But, you know, uh, speaking of, for instance, uh, Amazon, you know, buyers will emerge for a stock like this, even though the quarter wasn't what everyone wanted. Um, There was still some positive things in it, especially their cloud services. So there will be better days ahead, just like the weather will eventually get better in Chicago. As far as the uh, as the e-commerce portion of Amazon's business is concerned, it sounds like investors are at a bit of a crossroads as for what comes next. Um, do you still rely on this uh, amazing streak of growth that came to a screeching halt yesterday, or do you hope they shift over to a new model where they just try to maximize what they got? Rob, I think you're really on the money with that. And, you know, companies will adjust and companies will make money, including Amazon. So, uh, you know, some of the cross currents of the quarter were that they had sort of overbuilt capacity a little bit. And so they're going to rationalize that and make money and and push through. And, you know, companies will adjust, uh, adjust. Not every company has a great quarter all the time. Case in point, Facebook 
got hit really hard earlier in the year on a bad quarter and then up 20% almost yesterday on a rebound. So that can easily happen to Amazon. You know, some of the, the major technology stocks had pretty good quarters overall. Most companies have had pretty good quarters. So my advice to investors is be consistent in these difficult periods. Stay the course. You know, if you're a value investor, stick with your value uh, stocks. If you're a bond investor, stick with those. If you're a growth investor, stick with those as well. You will be rewarded by being consistent. It just seems that Amazon and a lot of other companies that were pandemic darlings in 2020 and 2021 are getting dinged simply for the fact that they probably had three or four years of growth crammed into a four-month period as everybody was forced to go inside. A hundred percent. And so we're in this sort of transition and shaking out. But many of those darlings that now have fallen have become really compelling values. So a lot of those defensive stocks like the Coca-Colas are actually have higher P.E. ratios than, for instance, Netflix, which got smacked on um, a disappointing subscriber growth number. So I think investors need to take, unfortunately, this transition period that we've had so far in the first third of the year um, has not been easy. But things will get better once the um, once these companies adjust to the level of business going forward, because one thing that came out with the GDP report, despite changes in prices, is the economy is still brisk and consumers are still spending and there's a lot of money out there. And the reality is I mean, it's just been a very weird time for the economy. And that just goes back to two years ago where they put the key in the ignition and turned it off. And now we're turning it back on. And now we're in this kind of transitory phase, as you mentioned, where we're, it's almost like coming out of World War II, where the economy is shifting from a pandemic phase to an endemic phase. And, and the consumer has more money to spend at, on the other side of this thing. But uh, the supply chains and everything else is struggling to catch up. Right. And if you look at one of the things... Current per dollar personal income, I'm just reading from the, um, the GDP report, was up $268 billion in the first quarter. Um, uh, that's huge. These are incredible numbers, incredible receipts uh, of federal revenue on you know, taxes, just regular taxes. So there's a lot of money out there. And remember, you know, when the government puts out these statistics and the Federal Reserve raises rates, remember, they're just bringing interest rates back up to what would probably be a normal rate of around two to two and a half percent. So the market has to adjust to that. But there is tremendous wealth. Uh, you know, as I said, the word I want to put out there is that the economy is brisk, but this transition period has certainly been difficult for investors. But uh, if, if, if history is any guide, difficult months like this tend to be followed by recoveries that sort of materialize out of nowhere, despite all the bad news. Matt Shapiro, president MWS Capital, based in Chicago. Coming up next, an Entrepreneur Friday, turning a love of classic arcade games into a business. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday. The western suburbs are home to a unique entertainment experience revolving around classic arcade games and pinball machines. We welcome in Doc Mack, who is the owner of 
of the Galloping Ghost, 9415 Ogden Avenue in Brookfield. Doc, thanks for joining us today. What was the impetus for this collection of classic arcade games that you have in the western suburbs? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It was really just kind of uh, getting so hard to find arcade games anywhere. And uh, the other company that we have makes arcade games. So it was uh, just a way to get games back out in front of people to play. Over 870 classic arcade games are uh, located inside the Galloping Ghost. You can play all day for $20, uh, so I don't have to uh, scrounge all over the place for a bunch of quarters uh, to uh, enjoy the afternoon. Now, is there a particular era of arcade game that is emphasized at the Galloping Ghost, or does this uh, span the entire uh, spectrum of arcade game history? We pretty much try to have a little bit of everything. We've got stuff from the late 70s. Everything from the 80s and 90s and 2000s, so, and every week we're adding more. So It's one of those things, uh, when, when we mentioned this yesterday, that you were going to be on today, uh, my mind immediately turned to Aladdin's Castle in the Chicago Ridge Mall, which was the video arcade, uh, video arcade there. And if you walk inside to a video arcade, and I'm sure you get this feeling at the Galloping Ghost all the time, just hearing the different arcade games probably just triggers a different memory at a different point in your life. You know, this is going to the mall. This is going to a birthday party. Uh, this was, you know, somebody's birthday party at Showbiz Pizza back in the day. Do people tell you they have that kind of uh, intense, nostalgic experience when they walk in? Constantly. they It hits them instantly, the sounds, the visuals, and they that's part of it they like to share their experiences that they've had in arcades and liken it to what they're about to experience and i'm going to ask you a question you know, let's just let's let's run down some of the classics that you may potentially have uh do you have atari's pole position we do uh what about uh, street fighter 2 uh we have pretty much every every game in the street fighter universe nba jam the original and tournament edition. Okay, because I want I want to you know I want to uh, play as the 1990s Bulls for uh, a good Saturday afternoon. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've got that and Turtles in Time. I'm sure you probably have all of them. Um, when when what what kind of you you specialize in nostalgia. Um, does the arcade game still exist? I mean, do people still play video games at an arcade in the public place when they have so many options at home? They do. Like we, we see about uh, just under 80,000 people through the door every year. So it's, it's something that the demand is there. Um, it's a great opportunity. We saw it back in 2010, and it's, the numbers keep going up and up and up. And then uh, lastly, is there a particular era that, uh, that, that gets more love compared to others? Because I mentioned Pole Position, that's very much an 80s game. NBA Jam, that's a 90s game. Do people want to go back to the 70s and 80s with Pac-Man? You know, what's, what's the most popular era in video game history at the Galloping Ghost? It's, it's, there's somebody for every machine out there. It's uh, the people that were there from the beginning, like love the classics, like everybody that was hitting malls and stuff in the 90s they're all over the 90s game so it's it's different people but they they try everything so it that's all it takes to find a new game that you, you'll, they'll absolutely love so 
Doc Mack, the owner of the Galloping Ghost, 9415 Ogden Avenue in Brookfield. Thanks for joining us on this Entrepreneur Friday. And still to come, an update on the investment site Robinhood. It's compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Brokerage firm Robinhood has released its latest earnings report, and it shows a major drop in revenue. Let's get an update from Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management and a Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. Gary, thanks for joining us today. You know, about a year ago was the start of the meme stock craze, and I think we were talking to you then. And uh, you weren't buying the hype around Robinhood, and it sounds like uh, that skepticism is paying off. Yeah, unfortunately, believe me, the last thing we want to do is see anybody losing a lot of money. Uh, But the company came public in the midst of the hype, in the midst of the froth, in the midst of the speculation. A ton of their uh, business had to do with those meme stocks. They've all crashed. And uh, you're seeing... uh, uh, this company and this stock fortunes uh, heading south, unfortunately. And this was simply a case of a year ago, people were still working from home. They were flush with all of that stimulus, ca- stimulus cash. They had uh, the time and the capital to uh, play around with meme stocks. Uh, but now it's, you know, that, that money may be gone or spent and you got to go back to work and you got better things to do with your time. Yeah. And it wasn't just that. It was, it was a matter of greed. Uh, greed takes over. People are willing to pay any price, believing somebody's going to pay a higher price. Uh, I tell people the story where uh, when GameStop went from 20 at, at around 400, I got a call at my office from a 75-year-old lady asking me to buy the stock. And I said, do you know where it came from? She said, well, yeah, it was 20 bucks a, f- a few days ago. I go, and you wanted to buy it at 400? She says, what if it goes to 1,000? So that's the uh, the mentality at the highs, and you're just seeing the outcome of it, and it's unfortunate, and I don't think it gets better for Robinhood going forward. Does this make them, though, an attractive takeover target? Because they do have this, uh, this customer base of younger users. Does that have value to somebody? I would suggest it will be taken over, uh, but I don't think it would be at such a premium, so I don't think it's a play. Whenever you have a customer base, uh, and things aren't going so well. Somebody's always looking at you, uh, more than likely some of the big guys. Uh, but they're going to have to look it over and see, because I also heard a lot of uh, the investors at Robinhood own a ton of the uh, coins also, and a lot of those coins have headed south, south in a big way. So it's, all, it's about how many, but the quality of them. Gary Kalpbaum, president of Kalpbaum Capital Management, Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. The website, GaryK.com. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.